the lessons and carols is uh, something that came out of Cornwall, England in the late 1800s, and it has become uh, almost a regular thing throughout the churches. We have uh, an adapted version of this. It's nine lessons and about 18 carols that are normally sung during the service. And uh, we have reduced it to five carols, or five, uh, I'm sorry, six lessons and uh, six carols. And so as we enter into this, we are going through the story of God's promise of redemption for us. So our first lesson this evening comes from Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 through 19. God tells sinful Adam that he has lost the life of paradise and that his seed will bruise the serpent's head. And he heard the sound of God, of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman who you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock, above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and the dust you shall eat of the days of all of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. You shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and dust you shall return. Thanks be to God.
the prophet foretells the coming of the Savior. The Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end, on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from the time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. With righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. Thanks be to God. The peace that Christ Christ will bring is fruition. But you, O Bethlehem, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. Thanks be to God.
the angel Gabriel salutes the Blessed Virgin Mary. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call him his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And the Mary said, And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. All went, and all went to be registered, each in his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for him in the end. Thanks be to God.
The shepherd goes to the manger. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord approached to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And an angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news and great joy. This will be for all you people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloth and laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel of multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among them, those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby laying in the manger. Thanks be to God. Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found 
to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together, shall we? Lord, as we meditate on these verses just for a few moments, we pray that you touch our hearts. Lord, draw us closer to yourself, a, a resolve, a commitment that we don't ever ever want to depart from you. Only you can work that in us, and so we would ask that you would do it through Jesus our Lord. Amen. Just the two verses. Behold, the virgin shall... All of these things took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. During this Advent, we've been looking at the various names that the angel had given to this baby prior to his birth. All these names which would indicate the nature, the range of honor that would be given to him, the range of, um, of duties, as it were, he would exercise as the holy child of God. Jesus. Salvation is of the Lord. He will save his people from their sins. We see that repeated here as the angel comes to Joseph. The Lord, our son of of the Most High, meaning that this sovereign God who governs all aspects of the universe, this son is son of the Most High. He also will have sovereign governance over the universe. Even as Jesus said before he ascended to heaven, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. The third name that was given to him is Son of David, indicating king. That is, David was given the promise that a child would come from his own lineage who would sit on the throne and reign and rule in holiness and in wisdom and in grace and in love, and never, ever be removed from the throne. He would live forever. He would reign forever. And then the last name that we saw yesterday morning is he would be called the Son of God. The Son of God is someone who is imminently close, personal, engaged in our lives, the way in which he touched the lives of Uh, the way in which he touched the lives of the the widows, the way in which he touched the lives of the blind, the lepers, those who needed to hear, who could not speak, who were guilty of sin and dragged before the court for judgment and whom he pardoned, the Son of God who was close, close, personal. Here we see that the name would be a full, his name 
and all these names would be a fulfillment of that one promise that was given to us by Isaiah when he said that the virgin will conceive and will bring forth a child. He shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. That was the promise, that God would be with us. And we, there is a song that's written by Michael Card entitled The Promise, and there's a line from the song which I think strikes to the heart of not only what the people of Israel went through, but of what you and I go through as well. For a thousand years the dreamers dreamt and hoped to see his love. But the promise showed that their wildest dreams had simply not been wild enough. The promise was love, the promise was light, and the promise was life to the world. I think that captures many of where our minds and our hearts are at most of the time during the course of the year. Our wildest dreams as to what God would even do aren't wild enough. Because we hold God at arm's distance. We hold God off on the side. Don't get too close. You might really see me for what I am, as though God doesn't really see us for what we are, right? Our wildest dreams don't really capture the closeness of God and how he brings life and how he brings peace. And so when we have this statement that his name will mean, his name will be Emmanuel, God with us, we need to understand that it's not just God with us by his spirit. It's not just God with us who's somebody that's sort of on our side, although most of the times that's how we interpret it, right? God's on my side. He is, but not in the way that we think. He is on our side. But as we look throughout the Old Testament, when we see God saying, I will be in your midst, we hear him saying a good number of things. I will be in your midst, and you will enjoy the removal of evil. Not just from our personal circumstances, but from our very hearts. I will be in your midst, says the Lord, and it will be the removal of shame. We bear our shame before the holy bar of justice. Many of us don't feel shame. We say to ourselves, I'm okay, I didn't do anything really wicked today. Not realizing that we are so impoverished with regard to personal holiness that were God to reveal himself in his holiness at this moment, every one of us would collapse apart from Christ. We would be disintegrated almost. I'm in your midst for the removal of judgment, he says. As I am in your midst, I will restore to you the fruit of the vine and the fruit of the field and the fruit of the trees. That is, I will restore to you blessing. If I, when I am in your midst, you will be receiving the word of counsel. In, infallible guidance. What if we could go through all of life's decisions with infallible guidance 
knowing that every decision we made was the right decision, that every decision we made was the perfect decision. That's what it means when Jesus says, I am the truth. Sometimes we don't want that. We would rather just have our own way. But God says, I bring you the word of counsel. He says, when I'm in your midst, there will be gladness and singing. Even tonight, as we've been singing these songs and rejoicing before the Lord, it is the fulfillment of that passage, that verse, where the Lord says, as I am in your midst, there shall be gladness and singing. It's a fulfillment because even as we've been singing tonight, we've been singing of this grand and glorious work, this great deed of God. But from Zephaniah, we see that there's even more, that in our midst, God is singing. He's singing over us with delight and with gladness. God is singing over his people with joy, for they are his. He sings over us with his love. With God in our midst, we have the steadfastness of his spirit. With God in our midst, we have the manifestation of his glory. Not just his holy glory, which is intrinsic to himself, but then his glory as it works in us. As the various members of our lives, our bodies, our thoughts, our affections, are brought and brought into being subdued to a gracious and loving king. A gracious king who wants to see holiness in us. This is what God is doing. Little wonder why the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 8 verse 32. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up to us all. How, how will he not also give us all things with him? The greatest delight that God had was his son. That God still has is his son. Even at his baptism, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. As he's transfigured on the mountain, God says, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. And as Jesus has resurrected from the dead, it's recognized when Jesus says, make disciples of all nations, teaching them everything that I've told you, and baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You know what that is, don't you? It's God saying all over again, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, because that's what delights God. That's what we are called to be. If God is for us, if God is for us by being among us, Who can stand against us? No one can stand against us because God is transforming us to be like himself, even as we look into his word, even as we listen to it proclaimed. The promise, as it was given, was wild enough, but literally you and I haven't thought as wildly as what we could as to what this promise actually means. Because out here among you, there are some who carry burdens. Burdens of your own sin that you just haven't been willing to face up to, that you haven't been willing to deal with. 
burdens of strained relationships, burdens of loneliness, burdens of absolute confusion and you don't know where to turn or what to say or what to do, burdens that touch every aspect of your life. And the wildest part of your dream should really be clear that there's, a, there's one who says to you, why are you carrying that? Why are you carrying that? I came to carry your burdens away. Come to me. Turn to me. Give me that burden. That's why I went to the cross. That's what it means to have God with us. To take the greatest, ugliest, dirtiest, hardest burden that we ever could have faced. And to be able to turn it over to Christ Jesus, Son of God. Son of the Most High, Son of David, He who is salvation of the Lord. Thanks be to God, glory be to God for such a, a, a magnificent Savior. All these things came to pass that it might be fulfilled what the Lord had spoken by the prophets. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together, shall we? Lord, set our imaginations free. We've been taken captive by some of the stupidest ideas that anybody could come up with because we believe what the world says about what the world is. But Lord, you are God of the world, God of the universe, God of souls, God of the church, God of all things. And, and if you send your son and give to us your son, even as your apostle says, uh, what more, why would God be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all. Will he not also give us all things with him? Lord, help us to believe that. Help us to rely upon it. Set our imaginations free, and may we see you working powerfully in our lives. Our hearts we give to you promptly and sincerely. In Jesus' name, amen.